Are you ready to uncover hindrances blocking your dreams? Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. I'm your host, author and national pageant winner, Joanna Harabedian. Through thought-provoking interviews, inspiring stories and teachings, we help you shine in the four pillars of strength for emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial breakthrough. It's time to step into your God-given greatness. It's your time to shine. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within. I'm Joanna Herbedian, your host, and we have part two today with my dear friend, incredible woman of God, Debbie Short. Uh, For those of you that didn't uh, catch part one, Debbie shared about her journey and part of her journey in her health has been losing uh, over 200 pounds. And it's incredible. And, but it's not just the, the losing the weight, it's what and who she's becoming in the process. And so today for part two, um, I'm going to have Debbie uh, encapsulate, you know, a little bit what we talked about last week. And then we're going to go more into the spiritual component um, of when you are in the valley of the shadow of death and you feel like you're in the dry bones and you're lifeless. And so um, without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce to you Debbie Short. And just so you know, for those of you that don't know her, she is a sought after motivational speaker. She's spoken to the government. She speaks to the church and she has a very strong prophetic voice. And so we're also going to be praying for you guys and releasing blessings over you. So welcome, Debbie. I'm so excited to have you for part I'm two. excited to be here. So life-changing things, Joanna. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's causing the diamond to shine within. Yeah. Yes. Out of all the fragments, we That's shine. right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly yeah. right. You know, one of the things um, we had talked about briefly in the last one uh, show was diamonds are forged in the extreme pressure underneath the earth where nobody sees the pressure that's forming that diamond. And so that's why I'm excited to have you share the pressure that you have been under and, and how God has been drawing out and forming those facets within you. So why don't you go ahead and share with, uh, with everyone, um, your story. Well, I, I think just to kind of shorten it, it Mm -hmm. condensed, yeah. You know, uh, I started putting on weight and when I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old, and, and it wasn't that much. I weighed 170, but I wasn't one of those little skinny, um, scrawny girls, you know, that had, I had more of an adult body. Right. And, and so then, you know, little tiny teasings and mockings began and, and, uh, it just got progressively worse by the time I was nine, I got married at 19. I weighed 195, which I thought was horrible. Right. And then a couple of years later, I had a couple of kids and I went over 200 and, and then after I had the kids at home, I was a full-time mom at home and, and, uh, we had some problems. My husband had some health issues back then and, and out of stress and anxiety, I ate my way up over 300 and, and then when I hit the 300 pound mark, I was just like, this is impossible, you know, and uh, it progressively got worse by the time that my kids were young teenagers or, you know, nine, 10, uh, I had a pastor challenge me at how much I weighed. And, 
I had to go be weighed in a bed because they didn't have scales that went over 400 pounds. And when they weighed me in in a, in a ICU bed, I weighed 457 pounds. I'll never forget that number. And that I wished I had done something when I only needed to lose 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. But when I did go for help and, and listen, every diet known to man, weight watchers, when the fat free stuff came out, I was trying it all for a week or two. Well, when you have that much to lose, it's not very successful. Right. And, and you, you have, you know, at at 300 pounds at best, I had at least a year of worth of work. Well, when you go up to 457 and I had really gone higher than that, by then I had discovered that I had endometrial cancer, which is in the uterus. And it was about the size of a basketball. And I'd, Tell the doctor, I feel like I'm laying on a ball. Oh. And it wasn't until I started hemorrhaging big kiwi clots. Sorry, wow. I'm, not being, I'm just being real. Yeah, you're just my being husband, real. My husband came in and he goes, what is this? And I go, they think it's menopause. I said, I told him, I, to- I told him, I feel like I'm laying on a ball. Well, I was, it was a ball of cancer. Wow. You know, and uh, when I had the cancer surgery and they discovered that I had the cancer, I was given a 2% chance to live if they could pull me through the surgery, if they could pull me through 15 days afterwards with the 40 inch incision, hip to hip. And Joanna, I was so large. They had to cut, they did what they call a panelectomy, which they removed the panel that hung down to my knees. They had to get that out of the way in order to get to the cancer to remove the cancer. So it was a a 15 hour surgery. And then they came out in 15 hours and they told my husband, "Um, we have another issue. And if we don't take care of it while she's in there, we'll never get her back into surgery because she'll never go back. And and my gallbladder is full of seven stones, the size of golf balls. So they were sewing up the bottom while they were going in through the top laparoscopically removing my gallbladder. And, uh, I didn't know when I went into surgery, if I'd ever wake up. And so when you're talking about walking in the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. 2%, 2% chance of odds of living is not a good thing. No, it's and not. I just got, and I just told, I told God, I said, I'm not going to this party. I'm not going to participate in it. And so if you want me living, then you better get a good team around me. And it took a team down in Springfield, Missouri to pull me through all that surgery. And and then it was years worth of recovery, several years worth, because everything had been shoved up into my lungs. So there's a lot more to the story than just feeling defeated, feeling like I was nothing, feeling I felt like I was dead, but I didn't want to die. I told God, I said, if I have anything to ask of you, beside asking for wisdom and knowledge, I want to see your stuff. I want to see revival. I want to see people's lives truly touched by God and changed. Mm -hmm. And and I want to be a part of that. And so whatever I need to do, I'm not begging you. I'm just asking. Right. And if not, I'll come home, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, that night I I dream between two and four o'clock in the morning and they're Mm -hmm. very vivid dreams to me. And that particular night before I had surgery, I dreamed that Jesus said, I never saw his face. I just saw his hand and like his knee area where a white gown was. And he said, you're getting ready to walk through some things and it's going to be very difficult. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you'll obey what I tell you to do, uh, you will see the things that you want to see. 
and you shall live. But I need to know, do you want to come home with me or do you want to live? And I said, no, I want to live. I want to see your hand in the earth today. Mm -hmm. And so I came through surgery. I was in the hospital 20 days and, uh, and then a large, I had babysitters at home for months, two months, three months, maybe. And I could do nothing for myself with the 40 inch incision. I never had one ounce of infection, all the things that they were worried about, nothing. But I had choices to start making that had to reverse where I was at Mm -hmm. and spew me out into a new path. And when I think about the Valley of Dry Bones, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a real dead situation. Yeah. But it said, you know, you know, prophesy to the bones Mm -hmm. and tell the winds to come from the north, the south, the east and the west. And I would lay there. I didn't want anybody within 18 inches of me because I was in so much pain. And 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 I'm I've got a pretty high tolerance for pain. At least I think I do. And the doctor told Chuck he thought I did. Yeah. But I started prophesying to myself that these bones shall live. And I asked God, I said, yeah, that I'm going to profit. I didn't know what I was doing. I just had my papers away. And I, you know, you just do things. And, and later on you'd go, oh, well, I guess that was a good thing, you know? Right. And, and so I would just say, you know, God send a Ruach wind from the North, the South, the East and the West. But there was a very interesting thing in that passage. It said so that they could rise up, sin, you would come back to the bones. And it said they became shoulder to shoulder a mighty army ready to serve. Mm-hmm. I said, God, I want to be a part of the mighty army. Right. Not the dead bones that are laying right. here. Wow. I just want to be a part of life. And so if negativity started coming around me and, and I wasn't good at it all the time, I had to, I had to practice. Right. Because if, if I let negativity get to me, I was eaten up. And I didn't, I just didn't have negativity around me. I had people speaking it to me every day. They didn't mean to, you know, they just, they looked at me and, and I, when I look now at pictures of what I weighed then, I just think how in the heck did I get that big Right. and not, and not see it. Right. And, you know, it fought through marital things, you know, Chuck had some health issues and, and he fought through those and. And the things I was fighting through and then finances. I mean, the whole thing, it was a tumbled mess. But when you cry out SOS to God and you say, help me, Lord God, please. Mm-hmm. And one, one day I was getting ready to go to the pool and, and uh, this lady, she was tired of my belly aching, I guess. And she goes, I'm going to pray that God stirs the waters for you. Mm-hmm. And I was going to the pool at 300. And so, this is before I even had the cancer surgery. Right. And there was a woman at the pool there that met me and she was a black woman. And I, I'm just telling you the way it happened. And mm-hmm. she was coming out of the pool and she goes, she goes, can I talk with you? And I said, sure. And, she, and I go, oh, are you my word for the day? And I kind of <laughs> laughed at her uh-huh. and she said, really, I do have a word from the Lord for you. Wow. And she goes, do you want me to walk with you or do you want me just to stand here and talk to you? And I said, I think I'll just stand and listen. And she said, you take, keep telling God that you feel like you're such a failure. And she said, you're not a failure because all you are operating in and what you can see. But if you knew what God's purpose for you and plan was for you in the days to come, mm-hmm. then you'd be crying out to him. And she goes, what is the first prayer that you know that God ever answered? And so we talked about a bunch of things and it was about an hour long conversation. Mm-hmm. And I left that day 
knowing that the waters had been stirred around me. Wow. And it was the beginning. It was the beginning of healing coming, but I was going to have to go through some things. Right. Be told I had a 2% chance to live and, and fight through those things. But I started crying out to God that can these bones live? Can these bones right. can live? Can my bones live? Yes. Can my bones live? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll give everything I am to you. I'll, leave, I'll lay belly up. I'll be as vulnerable as I know to be. I'm willing for people to make fun of me and, and I'm willing to learn. But I've got to have somebody put in the path of me the right things to do because nobody, nobody has the answers. Right. Or at least the answers that will work beyond two weeks. Right. Because that would be about the most I could do. <clears throat> so then the journey began. Wow. And it's a mindset change, Joanna. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, in, um, in the word, it talks about when the racehorse comes in and, and it says that God gives the racehorse a royal diadem. Mm-hmm. And it's and then I always pictured a horse of, I mean, a, a, hang on here, a horseshoe of roses that is hung on you. Right. And there was a man of God that came to our church and he said, Debbie, he goes, I feel like God's wanting to hang a royal diadem on you, a sash of honor that mm-hmm. that the one who's come up out of ashes is going to become beautiful in the things of him. And, and my pastors at the time, they're just going, here we go again. They're praying over her. And, you know, really in the natural, when you see someone that's 400 and some odd pounds and they keep getting prayed over, right? it's like, well, why are they praying over her? Why not the fancy people in the front row that got nice clothes on and they look good and they got their makeup right. on, their hair done, did, and, and, and they kept praying over me. And I finally asked this one man, I said, his name was Jim Gall. And I said, why does God keep calling me out and praying over me? And he said, because you're going to rise out of the ashes and become beautiful. Oh. And we're going to hang this diadem on it. It's a sash of honor mm-hmm. that those who've come out of the ashes become beautiful. Right. And he said, and the reason God keeps speaking to you is he's trying to change your perspective. He's trying to get you to think in another way. Right. So I just started going, send the winds from the north, south, east, and the west to blow on these bones that they might live. That's right. Because I'm not planning on dying. Mm-mm. No. And I've said that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been years. Mm-hmm. And my, my children are now 40, 40 and 41. Mm-hmm. And they have not seen me below 300 since they were five and six. Wow. And, and I'm, I'm within 40 pounds of going below 200. And so that's pretty miraculous to me. That, Debbie, that is miraculous. No, really. You yeah. know, and, and here's what's key is you chose to live and Correct. you chose to fight and you chose to change your mind and you chose to be obedient. God said to you, I, I have a plan for you. You're my beauty. I'm pulling you out of the ashes and just obey what I say. And I will bring you through this and look, he has brought you out with mighty outstretched arms. And for everyone who's listening, who maybe you you're in the Valley of, of the dry bones right now, maybe you feel like you're in death physically or spiritually or financially or emotionally you know, we want you to be encouraged today by what Debbie is saying, because she started to prophesy over herself. 
you know, dry bones, come live, breath of God, blow in my body, blow in my emotions, blow in my finances, blow. And so we want to encourage you guys to, to pray this prayer and ask God to breathe on you. Ask God to raise up the dry bones because you can do it. Debbie has done it and she's doing it and she's walking out this victory journey. And if she can do it, you can do it. I can do it. We can, we can do it, but we have to make that choice. And I know what you touched on something else really um, important, Debbie, is it's choosing to come out of agreement with the lie because the devil was telling you you're a failure, you're worthless, you're not this. And God in his mercy kept speaking to you. over You know, Joanna, right after this happened, I was in Florida and, uh, I, I read this story while I was down there and it was talking about a man who was walking after a storm on the beach and there were hundreds of starfish that were up on the beach and he was picking up a starfish at a time that were alive still and flinging right. them like Frisbees back out into the ocean. Right. And this guy came back. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, saving starfish. He goes like that. Like that's going to matter with hundreds of them that are on the, on the shore. And he picked up this little starfish and he goes, ask this one starfish what it thinks when I toss it back into a situation where it will cause him to live. And he flung it out into the ocean. And that I was just like, even if I can help someone one at a time. Well, that afternoon I went into a gift shop and there was this little metal starfish and it said starfish changer. Mm. and I bought it and it hangs on my wall today and, wow. and I, it just reminds me of I want to be that one starfish that asks Debbie what she thinks when I say yes I can save you and I'm going to toss you back out into a condition where it's it's appropriate for you to live right not in the condition that I found you in because right. the condition the condition when I surrendered to God was not conducive for my growth Right. And, and so I wasn't born in my, my parents, one was Methodist, one was Baptist. They were backslidden. They, they were church to death when they were kids and they were resentful. Right. All I wanted to do is what I saw my grandparents. I wanted that God to save me. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, if you will, if you will heal me and save me, I'll serve you. And I, and then I guess that's kind of making a deal, but I wanted to yield to him. I didn't know how hard the journey was going to be. Right. I didn't know how much of a failure I would feel or the lies that I had grown accustomed to believing or had adapted mm-hmm. just for my own survival, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you take on what you understand at best, but I'm so glad that God finds us. We're not who we were. Right. And I had to move into who I am and that's right. faith and reality about, feeling like I was dead, feeling like I was dead to people around me, even, even some of my own family. And it really just given up hope on me because it was like a hopeless situation. Right. And then, but you know what? I'm not who I am either because there's a journey that's coming of where I'm going to be. That's right. And I want to be that starfish chaser that I don't care if it's a starfish at a time, and I don't care. And, and I don't know who wrote that story. I don't know, but it was life impacting to me. Mm-hmm. And it tied in with the choices that I made of what I believed about myself. Mm-hmm. 
Now, do I still wrestle with Debbie? Whew, big wrestling match. And some days are far superior than others. Some days right. I'm walking around in the Holy Ghost and I'm just, yes, you know, <laughs> I can, I can. yes, I can. Yes, I can. That's right. And then there's days that's just like, you know, this is, I've been stuck for three or four weeks or a month or two months. And where do you turn? And, and when do you, when do you keep getting the, everything about you to keep taking steps and moving forward when everything around you is saying, oh, she's only got 2% chance to live. Right. I had so many people at the hospital that came to say goodbye to me. Wow. And when I woke up, my husband's face was right here in my face. And I go, it's so very nice to see you. <laughs> and I really meant it. Right. But it was, it was hell on wheels healing for months. Uh, wow. You know, had, having to yield to being... Chuck came home one day. I had oxygen on my face. My legs were having lymphedema in them. And so I had these pumper machines on my legs. And 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 he came in and he's just like, hello, sexy. And I'm just like, uh, oh, yeah, right, Chuck. You know, but, you know, that's how he saw me. Right. He exactly. never saw what I was. He saw what I was going to be. Exactly. And he enjoyed me in the now. Yeah. That was huge. That's huge. Yeah. That is huge. And then you lose your best friend. I know. And he dies. And you have a choice to make again. How long oh, were you married can for? Can these bones live? Oh, God. And I had so much faith praying for him. Hardly ever left his side. I mean, for months while he was fighting cancer. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, all the Lauren Daigle songs, you know, of, you know, if you, if you don't move this mountain, I'm still going to trust in you. Well, you know what? I got tested in all that. Good. And I my remember when the, when the day came in the shower, you know, and I was sobbing my guts out because I knew Chuck was going home at this yeah. point. Right. And, and I still had to believe that I was going to be okay. Right. And I said, I'm still going to trust in you. I still have a journey to run. And Chuck, Chuck had a talk with the Lord in the middle of the night, a, a very visual dream. And he told me the next day, he goes, wait till I tell you what God told me that you're going to do. Mm. And he said, but I have to go home. Mm. And he said, but I'm going to release you. But he said, I'm going to release you into the next phase of your life. And if I didn't have that, it'd been a hard thing to cling to. Yeah. And so I said, I won't identify with being a widow. Mm -hmm. I won't identify with anything except for moving forward in the things of God. Right. And I won't move forward because I've asked God to live, to see things. I'm sure Chuck would have liked to have lived too. Mm -hmm. But the Lord told him it was his time to go home. Wow. And so that's really powerful, Joanna. It's powerful. And so I don't want to, I don't want to sit there anymore and be whiny, moaning, complaining. Do I grieve? Yeah. Sure. Sometimes sure. I do. Mm -hmm. I miss them. Yeah. But I also know that I have purpose in moving forward. And until my work is done, I'm, you know, you can grieve while you can, but right. there's work to be done. There's just right. work to be done. It is. It's like, you know, when King David's uh, son that he had with Bathsheba, God, God struck him dead. He, he mourned um, for seven days and then he was done yeah. and because he had an assignment to do. And there was, yeah. there's a time and a season and the incredible courage, you know, that you have is so inspiring Debbie, because it takes emotional courage. Number one, to take that step forward mm -hmm. to profess to trust God, to make that choice, to trust God, 
Mm -hmm. And, and it takes physical courage, you know, the stamina that you had to, you know, have to endure this kind of, you know, 2% chance of living. And then you're in the hospital for 15 days. And then you have months and months of recovery, pumps and machines all over your body. I mean, you're a superhero, really. <laughs> well, Joanna, do you remember the day that you called me fat? P-A-T? P-A-T, baby. Yeah. Tell, so tell everybody tell, what that is. Well, you tell them. Okay, you call so me. P stands for pretty. H stands for hot. <laughs> A stands for amazing. And T stands for terrific. Right. <laughs> That's right. So that, that reformed fat in my mind. Mm -hmm. and, right. and that was another mindset change. Mm -hmm. You know, that I, I had to say, okay, I'm fat. <laughs> That's right. I'm fat. That's right. P H A T, baby, and no one's going to forget it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Wow. And 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 it, it's a, you know, here's what it all boils down to, and this is what I want to encourage everybody with. It, it boils down to one one decision to say yes, to say yes, Lord, I choose to live, I will choose to change, and you need to help me. And I will choose to prophesy to myself, live, live, breath of God, blow in my body. You will live and not die. Sinews, muscles, ligaments, tendons come to life in my body. And to, wow. Let's pray for everybody. Cause I, I know we're, we're definitely hitting some points here and, uh, you know, and also walking through the grief, you know, you had a, you came to another major milestone in your life of a decision Mm -hmm. to live or, or go home, live or die. Mm -hmm. And that that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if you can do it, Debbie, everyone who's listening can do it. Mm -hmm. And all it takes is just an agreement with yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. I will. That's right. Let's yeah. prophesy and, and, and pray over everyone. Mm. Father, I can't help but hear this song. I did not bring you out this far to take you back again. I brought you out to take you into the promised land. Lord, there are promises that are in people's hearts that seem like it's a small glimmer of hope. But your word to us is that you did not take us out to take us back in, that you're going into the promises of you. Father, there are people sitting out there just going, could this be me? Is this something that I can lay hands on myself and prophesy? God, you've told us to contend for what you speak over us. And so there are people out there that are full of life. They just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. There's people out there that need to be put in a situation that's conducive for their growth. Mm -hmm. There's people out there that need to have mentors and wise men and women um, with knowledge that's coming out right now about how to eat and to eat well. Um, they don't need to be having surgeries necessarily done that, that you can help detox their bodies and, and take them in from that percentage of uh, aligning with death and now aligning with life. God, you asked Jonah, are you mad? I remember telling you, yes, I'm mad. I'm really mad. And he goes, why are you going to be mad when one day I give you something and the next day take it away when there's thousands of souls that need to be saved? And Lord, I want to be in the ranks of being that starfish catcher. Mm -hmm. 
I, even if it's one at a time, or if you open up doors, Lord, where podcasts or television or something, it's not a diet. It's saying yes to a living God. It's contending for everything that you said that we could be. And every person has different purpose and destiny. We want to align with what you've asked us to align with. And God, it doesn't have to be hard. We want to speak to ourselves and say, can these bones live? Only you know, sovereign God. Send the winds from the north, the south, the east, and the west. That sinew can come back to these dead bones. And that will arise shoulder to shoulder, like you said in your word. A mighty army ready to serve. Ready to spread the gospel. Ready to tell truth. Ready to dispel the lies that people have been taught. So that they can walk in your truth your truth for their situation, God. And so, Father, help us, help us, free us, release us, send that Ruach wind and position us for the days ahead in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. And Father, we just speak life now to the one who's listening, who is going to end it today, who's going to say, I can't do it anymore. And we say, we're so glad you're here and you will do it. You will live. And we're here today. It's no accident that you are listening to this podcast. And so yes. we just release the Ruach of God over you now. And we declare yes. you will rise up and you will live and you are victorious. You are yes. victorious. The fact that you're here listening right now, you're victorious. Yes. And you're going to get through this because God is with you. You are not alone. And so yes. Lord, we release your glory over our brothers and sisters right now. We release your glory over our friends, Lord. We release your healing. We release your spirit of truth, Lord. That truth now, they choose to believe and accept truth. The truth is, I am loved. I am accepted. I am wanted. I am cherished. That's the truth about you. You I am needed. (laughs) You are needed, exactly. There is someone who needs to hear your story. There's someone who needs to hear what you've been through and what you went through and how you overcame it. You yes. are over, you are overcomers and you are victorious. Yes. So we to thank- end up breaking that breaking of the spirit of suicide. Yeah. Of wanting to end their lives. Yes. You know, I just think God knows your name. That's right. You are not hidden from him. You are That's not right. hidden. And if you, if you take your life, You're taking away what you have to speak to someone else, not what someone else needs to speak, but what you need to speak to someone else. And you have purpose and destiny and you need to fulfill it. That's right. You need to fulfill your place in the army of what God is doing. It's necessary. The world needs you. We need you. The army of God needs you. And so we break off the spirit of suicide right now in the name of Jesus. We break you off. We sever you off of them right now in Jesus name. And now we send forth the angels of the Lord to surround you. We release an encounter with the heavenly father over you right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. I just want to sing. I want to sing a lullaby over you guys right now. Good. Little one. Don't you worry, daddy's got your hand. Hold tight, little one, oh, no worries. Healing's on your land. 
You're God's baby girl, his baby boy, the apple of his eye. You're his star that shines, oh so bright, his diamond in the in sky. Multi <laughs> little one, don't you worry, daddy's got your hand. Multi little one, oh no worries, healing's on your land. All I hear, Joanna, with that is the father singing to the baby, don't abort your situation. Yes. Don't stop your purpose. Yes. Don't, don't, don't. The answers are on the way. That's right. They're around the corner. That's right. And part of it is just that lullaby. Just let the father sing that to you. If you have to replay it over and over and over again, that is an incredible song, you know, just an incredible song. And, you know, I just think we need him to speak and sing to us. He said he mm-hmm. sings over us, right. what he sang to us in the womb, you know, and I love that line about diamonds in the sky, you know, touching. Yeah. Zephaniah 317, the Lord, your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight. He delights in you. Mm-hmm. And he rejoices over you. You with singing. He sings over you. Zephaniah 317. That's the scripture for today for you. That's awesome. Jesus name. It's awesome. Amen. Well, Debbie, thank you for being uh, with us today, praying with us and sharing your incredible journey of emotional courage and the this choice to say, yes, yes, I say yes to life. And we just bless you. We bless uh, everyone listening. We bless your week. We bless the work of your hands. And we just thank you, Lord, for this time in Jesus. Thank you for listening to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. If you're blessed by today's message, Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Help us spread the gospel. Visit me at virtualchurchmedia.com. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next session.